0: Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Can you believe we're even getting this episode off the ground today?
1: This is amazing. Oh boy, what a day I've had already. This episode didn't even happen. Uh, Might not have even happened, Uh, but uh, it's just my brain's all frazzled dealing with computer problems and we're gonna get into this uh but boy oh boy
0: i got a, a text from you around 10:30 this morning saying yeah. hey can we do the pod another time because my entire computer just crashed
1: yeah my computer is broken my computer the 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 hard drive fine like the computer worked so the the main issue i was having was my screen So this happened uh, a couple, you know, maybe a week ago. uh, You know, right after we were recording, uh, I managed to crack my laptop screen because, uh, like, one of the dongles that I have plugged into my for for my virtual shows, I didn't see was still caught between my laptop and my screen as I closed it. So it created this pretty like big gash in the screen, um, like in the bottom left corner. But it was still usable. It was still usable. The screen was still good. Just the bottom was glitchy and the left side was glitchy. And I was worried because I had shows this weekend, this past weekend. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get that fixed as soon as I can. But, you know, uh, I, obviously I'm doing checks to make sure it's not an internal problem or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it survived for the two shows. Fine. It was like n- n- they couldn't tell. Anything was wrong from their end as I was broadcasting. So great. So then, I don't know, uh, just last night when I shut my computer, because it's my computer I use all over the place for everything, um, I guess there was another like small micro crack on the other side. And maybe I shut it a little too hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just caused the whole screen to go black. So now it was not usable at all. Uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. I, could, I wouldn't be able to see you right now like we're doing right now or even run any software interface. Uh, tried plugging in just like through a dongle to the HDMI cable on my TV. That didn't seem to work. <laughs> So. This is good because we've
0: only two minutes in and the word dongle has been used twice, which yeah. means it's a good episode. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, uh, yeah, the, the more dongles you can get. <laughs> There's so many dongles, Matt, <laughs> for my virtual show. But um, yeah, so I was like, all right, I guess I guess we can't do the podcast. I was like, just... I don't know. I don't know. It didn't, but we're here now because I, you know, we're filming or filming. We're recording much later than we intended to because I made a trip into uh, the Apple Store on Fifth Avenue. Uh, took the train in. I had an appointment scheduled for Friday, but I had to bump it up and be like, "Oh, the situation went from bad to worst, uh, and then um, yeah, bad to worse." And then uh, they were basically like, "Yeah." It should be, you know, they're trying to hedge their bets, right? They can't promise you too fast and then it take longer. They want to go the right. other way. So they're right. like, yeah, we can say maybe, like, five to seven days for the repair. I was like, all right, uh, I could probably survive then. But mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, we don't have the part either. Right. So now it's going to take, like, they gave me, like, two weeks. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do? He's like, well, you could try the monitor thing. I was like, that's not going to work. Uh, so... I ended up buying another MacBook. That's what we're using right now. Nice. <laughs> so I bought another whole computer. Just to get this up and running, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe this one will be returned as soon as the other one's fixed in a couple I, weeks. So. If that's not living
0: life for the cast, I don't know what is.
1: <laughs> uh, well, they have a no no questions asked return policy for like 14 Well, clearly. Days, so uh, that's, <laughs> I'm going to uh, rely on the no questions asked part and just be like – I am done with this computer. I needed for two weeks.
0: I promise you, if you squish another dongle in there, they'll be asking some questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm being super careful with this new one because I don't want anything to happen to it. Uh, you know, luckily, uh, I mean, it's not as uh, powerful as my you know the computer that I broke because it, that one was all tricked out and with uh, you know ter- terabytes of hard drive and RAM. Right. And, So, like, um, I don't know if this one I have now would even run my show, uh, my virtual show, but luckily I had, you know, a little lull uh, for a couple weeks anyway, like it just perfectly lined up with with the window of the repair, which is nice, but I guess I've learned my lesson, I gotta stop, like, dunking my computer shut when i'm done with my shows and like joy that it went well <laughs> like just slamming it shut i did it congrats to me
0: <laughs> now if you're gonna return this thing anyway why not get the most pimped out one they can give you now i know what you mean your old one had modifications yeah. to it increased RAM and all that but did you go for the top of the line no, for this one today
1: no i didn't because they only have a certain like kinds that are in stock in the store right. so okay. you know uh, you know, when I ordered the other one, I made it, you know, souped up and it took a while for them to, you know, put that one together and ship it and get it to the store for, you know, delivery or whatever, pickup, whatever I did. Uh, so I, I was, I was limited by what was available, uh, today so I could get this up and running and survive for the next couple weeks.
0: Uh. Yeah, great idea. Great idea for a TV show. Tell me if this is bad or good. Right? Mm-hmm. They had "Pimp My Ride," which was a big hit with Exhibit. I remember. Yeah. How about "Pimp My Computer"? Um, Sink or swim on that.
1: I don't think it'll be as exciting, <laughs> just because like they basically just added computers to these cars. Like every <laughs> every like back of the seat had like its own monitor and like you know all those. To stuff. your
0: point, they could start adding cars to the computers.
1: Oh, boy, I don't think that would fit on my desk if a
0: full car
1: is attached to it.
0: Yeah, well, not in New York City, but you come out to the desert in Vegas, you'd be okay. (laughs) All right, so maybe maybe that one, we just leave that on the cutting room floor then for a TV show.
1: Perhaps, but, I mean, that is a big thing. I know, like, especially if you're into, like, streaming and gaming and stuff, like, really souping up and pimping out your computer is a thing. And Mm -hmm. I know people who specifically, like, get clear, like, bodied PCs just so they could see, like, the internal workings and, like, you could have, wow. like, glowing stuff and, like, liquid cooling pipes and, I don't know, it's all a little bit much for me. I just, you know, would like, uh, you know, the technology that I buy to work. That's all I need. <laughs> <There> <laughs> That's you go. all I'm hoping for. But I got to tell you what, Matt, going to the Apple store during the pandemic, I mean, I know it's tough as entertainers when you have, like, your show and it's socially distanced and you know, your audience isn't necessarily at full capacity, but I am enjoying the simple pleasures. Like I talked about the baseball game. I loved going to the baseball game. socially distanced. the Apple store is another one that I'm just like, this was so nice. It was so there, you know, normally the fifth Avenue Apple store is crowded to the right, max, right, right. this was so enjoyable, like spaced out, you know, a specialist just for me. Right, they weren't super busy. You know, even they said, like, he didn't want to give me an estimate, like I said. But he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have a whole lot of repairs, So it shouldn't, should be faster. But he's like, I can't tell you that, basically. But I was just like, it's so nice to, like, I, breathe yeah, listen, and have your space I, in New York. I life. was
0: going <laughs> to hold this for later, but I can't resist a good segue. Mm. I've been doing the shows and at the link, everything is spaced out really beautifully. So the room to me, mm. maybe it's just because I've been gone for so long, feels full because it's not like there are empty seats anywhere. There's spaces. Right. Yeah. But people look so comfortable in these different pods and the reactions have been, to me, outstanding. I feel like the show is going better than it ever has. Um, And I was talking to Tiana about it and she said to me, and I never would, if, if you told me this, A a year or two ago, I would have said, no way, that would never work. You can't space out the audience.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: But my theory is that because people have their own space, they're not feeling as self-conscious to react. Mm. So the argument on the other side is, oh, laughter is contagious, that sort of thing. That's why in a comedy club everyone's so packed together. But there is this other side to it that we never would have learned before is that people might be feeling more comfortable to React the way that they want to, or the way that they can't even really control, because they feel like they have their own space.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying, like, they're kind of less inhibited because they feel like they're it's just them and the people they're with that they're kind of, uh, you know, laughing around, as opposed yeah. to... You know the other the, the 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 other side of the coin is what I would expect and what I've seen happen in some of my shows as well uh, that are socially distanced is because people are spread out they're they're laughing but just so th- themselves could hear it it's not like a performative ah. laughter for the other people that are you know near yeah, yeah, them yeah. to hear either mm-hmm. um, so yeah I guess there's kind of two ways to go about it but you've been seeing I, I, these pods being like you know just enjoying it.
0: Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, but I think it depends on the room. So like you're yeah. talking about some of your shows and obviously always in a different space. Right. Um being spoiled in the intimate sort of feel of our theater at the link, mm-hmm. um, it just works. I can't wait for you to like see it and feel it. You'll be like, Oh, I, I think you'll be like, I see what you mean. Because yeah. it's such it's it's not a big enough space or a high enough ceiling even in that showroom where where Laughter and things just sort of get um they, they don't they don't just dissipate off into the
1: distance. <laughs> right, right, right. You yeah. feel
0: it no matter what. Yeah. So uh I know if I'm sitting in a show and I have someone directly in front of me, I'm a little more conscious of hooting hooting and hollering mm. in their ear. Mm. Yeah. You know? Right. Whereas whereas when you're kind of in your own space, you, you I I feel like i Never would have believed it a couple years ago, but anyway, I do think that's a thing, and it seems to be uh, working out just fine for the time being. So. That
1: is interesting. And do you do you think uh, what what are we talking about in terms of pods? Are like they sprawling out, feet up? Or are they like really getting comfortable, lazy boy style? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all of our con- comfy chairs. If you remember, we had those like yeah, lazy boy-esque chairs. Yeah, those. Well, not yeah. There's the booth, and then there's also the individual. Right. Comfy yeah. Yeah, chairs. yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember those.
0: Yeah. We've moved all of those to the pit, Mm. which is nice. It really feels good for the time being. I I wish we could leave them there. Find a way to do that. But does it feel um, like those
1: NACA shows where, like at the NACA conferences, they used to give away a best seat in the house award for some delegation, and there would just be like a random couch in the front, and then everyone else would be in seats. A little bit less
0: random because, you know, they fill the entire pit. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, good. so it's not just one random couch. <laughs> not just a random love seat. The- yeah. We're like, <laughs> that's really what it was. We're like
1: eight students were trying to cram onto it too because they were right. like, we want the comfy seat.
0: <laughs> right. But that's so anyway, great. I I wouldn't have believed it, but like I'm not minding the spacing at all. So I'm mm. digging that, and that's and like great. you said, you're appreciating it as a customer mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Apple and so on, and, and as am I in different places. And I think they are too. I think it's no different here at the theater. I think people really are kind of. Whether they want to admit it or not, are kind of enjoying a little extra space, you know?
1: Yeah, it feels like a little bit more specialized or a little bit, you know, like you're VIP, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you have the road to yourself. It's like having the road to yourself on an airplane. Yeah, which is, oh man, so good. Isn't it good? <laughs> have you ever laid across the seats? No, I don't think uh, you're allowed <laughs> to, especially during takeoff and landing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not allowed to, but let me tell you. They don't stop you either if you're uh, nice to them. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, just put those armrests up. You get a little Not couch. to say I've ever done it. No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll recline the other way, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe now that, I mean, uh, with the, the spare computer, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, but the, the lull between some virtual shows. I do have some live shows, but I was like, maybe it's time to come out to Vegas. Maybe we're talking about flights. We're talking about your show. I'll have to see if there's a, that's a possibility soon. So.
0: I mean, I'm not sure, but like based on the amount of people in Vegas right now, I have to assume flights are about $40. I mean, everyone's here. It's just <laughs> just cheap but, flights, yeah. But people are following rules, honestly, like oh, our good. crowd, yeah, everyone's doing the masks. We have sanitizer everywhere at the theater that smells mm. like tequila for some reason.
1: But yeah. <laughs> really? It that's really just, does. Maybe it's just tequila.
0: I implore you when you come by to the theater, (laughs) use the little like automatic dispenser and then sniff your hands and you will like feel like you just took a a tequila shot.
1: Well, alcohol is a sanitizing, you know, uh, liquid. So, I mean, maybe they just ran out and they're like, well, we got lots of tequila, Matt. (laughs) Only available
0: (laughs) exclusively at the link. Uh
1: the link <laughs> Oh man. So uh how have the show has been going though? You this is the second weekend you've been open and uh yeah. yeah, how you feeling good? Everything's uh you know, reactions are good. You're saying the pods are enjoying it. So any any uh, uh interesting stories this from this week or everything good? Uh I mean the crazy thing this week was doing a private, you know? Ooh. You did, I a, did private a private show?
0: yeah in los angeles so i took uh monday i was off we did a show
1: well on monday instead. Well, instead was your birthday it was i yeah. worked on the birthday <laughs> Yours Happy is coming birthday. up yeah thank you both of us may uh birthday is here so you had a good birthday and you had a show and you got paid so that sounds good
0: yeah you know it's it's a birthday i won't forget it's not every day you you know you do a a a, a private show kind of at a um on the top of a roof of a I was on the roof of a school, um, in West Hollywood, and it's not every every year that you do that, so it's definitely one to remember. Um, but it was a long day. We left in the morning, did the show, and then left to drive back right after the show. So it was a very long day.
1: That is a long day. And uh, what is your kind of like the private show like compared to like the theater show you've been working on and social mm-hmm. distanced and keeping all those guidelines? Yeah, uh, when it you're was not outdoor, in your home base. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, it was outdoors. Mm. And these things always vary based on the venue. So this yeah. is the type of thing where you, you know your flexibility, as you know, mm-hmm. really kicks in because we're talking about a stage that's probably maybe less than two feet high, very small from left to right and front to back. There's a podium there that needs to get struck before you go on. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere to roll props on and off of from a backstage area. There is essentially no backstage area except behind the drape that is set up temporarily on Mm -hmm. this rooftop. Like, mm -hmm. and it was set up beautifully, but it's just a different, um, it's one of those things where you you have to show up and go, okay, here's how we're gonna do this, this, and this. Instead of doing this, we'll do this this way. You bring this out from the right. Two people will carry this up. or whatever. So you know, we have our video elements and some lighting elements and sound, and we work our way through. But I mean, of course, it's it's such a different um vibe than when you're uh, performing for, you know, ticketed shows where people are purposely coming to see. Uh, if not specifically your show, they're at least intending to go to a show.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're right. They're like expecting entertainment, maybe even know it's magic, maybe even know it's you, right. specifically. <laughs> but even at the bare minimum, they understand that they're intending to go
0: to a performance, yeah. whereas like, if you go to a fundraising gala where you've donated money and now you're attending the dinner, you don't necessarily know what you're in for. Right. Until until you're there and it happens, even if even if the entertainer is you know on the website and all of that, Mm. you still might not you know you're just going and doing your thing. So, but yeah, it was good. It's uh you know you just have to work a little harder. You Mm got to really. I like it though. You got to strengthen those performing muscles to kind of get everyone kind of going and into it and on, on the same page as you.
1: Well, it goes back to, I mean, even your the college days when you're doing the college shows, uh, just the one being flexible because you don't know what the venue is going to be like often until you get there. I mean, you do your best to prepare, but like you're saying, you make adjustments on the fly of how things are going to come in, how you're going to do things. And then also to, to work a room for people who don't necessarily know there's a show going on. I mean, that just sounds like nooners to me when, you know, right. people were doing, you know, a lunch, uh, you know, at the campus and they didn't know a show was happening. You're like, hey, let me interrupt while you're eating and because uh, I'm here to entertain you. And you're going to work that extra muscle to get people, you know, engaged and, you know, respectful of a, a show happening.
0: You find that easier for corporate or harder yourself?
1: Oh, I'm because oh, I don't know. Corporate tends to be more for me. I do a lot more like after dinner award banquets. So, like, that's kind of this was akin to that. Yeah. So, like, for me, uh, the awards usually go a long time. So people are really excited for the entertainment part. You know, So they're like mm-hmm. anything else just to like, you know, they're all hoping to get an award or something, but like sometimes it's just a long list of names. So I feel like they're usually on board, but you have to gauge too, because you're set, set to do in a certain amount of time, but like you can't go longer because people want to get to why they're really there. So it's, it's the, a tricky balance, I think, between the two. I learned a great
0: tip, and I've done corporate shows for many years, and I learned a really awesome tip at this show that I hadn't known before. Yeah, Um, And you're right. These things do tend to go long. Uh, I think I was scheduled to go on at like 845. Realistically, that ended up being 905 on a Monday night. I mean, people are tired. They're not trying to be out super late on a Monday night. Anyway, dinner's running long. Mm. And the number one rule is don't perform while people are eating.
1: No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> now that's not fun
0: for anyone. No, it's not, not fun for for, k- for you yeah, as go- the
1: performer, for the people eating, especially in an interactive art form like ours, where you need you know people to participate. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, stop chewing that steak! Come up on stage, like. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now listen, nobody likes it. Comedians don't like it. Musicians don't like it. But for <laughs> what we do, for for magic it it totally ruins the whole thing. You look down to take a bite of the steak and then you look back up and the trick happened and then you go, "Oh, he probably just put it in his pocket when I was not looking." Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> we'll never know cuz you you know, it requires yeah. much more focus than mm-hmm. listening to music or things like that
1: or even listening to comedy. For there to be a truly like Magical astonishing experience. moment, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think there's other people who are like, oh yeah, the magic is happening, and I'll just assume you know it is amazing, and they're not really buying into it, right? right. Or like, or like you know, it's all those people who are saying who not weren't necessarily expecting entertainment, but to really experience, because like making magic happens in the minds of people like that's Mm -hmm. where the astonishment happens. It's not happening, you know, where, you know, in your hands or, you know, verbally and what I'm saying, it's, it's all kind of this illusion. And so it's about preserving that. So like you're saying, yeah, it does require a lot of focus.
0: Yes. So here's what we did. And I, I wouldn't doubt that you end up in a situation someday where this might be useful and maybe you've done it before. I don't know. I'd never even thought of this before. So my manager's at the gig, Bruce, And he's like, ah, they're all still eating. I'm going to talk to the planner and try to get them to start clearing these plates. And he's really pushing them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, normally, of course, they go right into dessert. He said, I told them to hold dessert till after the show. Yes. Yes. That never crossed
1: my mind. Yes, I've done that a couple times, or had, or performed between, you know, food and dessert. Yeah, because then people are anticipating if they really want that dessert. Right. They're gonna be watching the show and then be like, "All right, dessert time!" And they're not gonna just think the night is over once dessert has happened and like get up and leave or go to the bar or something like that. It's actually a
0: really kind, thoughtful suggestion from the performer's perspective to be like, oh, would you mind it? You know, maybe it makes sense to hold dessert till after the show. You know, I think that's a great way to handle it as opposed to what are your other options? Uh, They serve dessert and, you know, you go on 30, 40 minutes later. That's one option if you have the time. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, The other option is you kind of rush them through dessert or perform while they're finishing up dessert, which isn't ideal. You know, that's not the way you want to start your show. So I was, I was like, this is great.
1: All those coffee mugs clinking with the spoons during your show. Like that's often what happens like, Oh, we'll serve dessert. And then you perform. It's like, there's so much happening. And that's one of the reasons too, like in, in comedy clubs, one of the trickiest spots is the check drop. And they usually bring up a comic that knows they're kind of going to eat it and their set is going to be bad or no one's going to pay attention because that's, you know, they're specifically there to fill time as the wait staff is coming around to drop the check. And then it's like, all right, and now your headliner or whatever or wrapping up the show or wherever the check drop spot happens to be. So it's it's one of those things where you got to manage that with the wait staff and you can't have those distractions. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so taking it to the next level in the corporate event is really, really fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: So that's good, man. Well, that was that sounds like your show went well, and that's a good birthday. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it was solid. They gave me a cake and stuff, so that was cool. Nice,
1: <laughs> nice, yeah. very cool. I found a yeah. lot of fun photos of us for, to celebrate your birthday too. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't get to see him
0: till later on because you know the traveling through uh, the desert to get to Los Angeles, but eventually yeah. got to it.
1: Yeah, so that Thanks was a for lot of fun. Those. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there might be a little present on the way. It's a little delayed, Whoa. but you'll you'll see that uh, from both me and my brother. Uh, so you'll have to take a look at that if that arrives. Uh, and then, sure, it will. Uh, yeah. So enjoy that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I did a couple shows this week too. Like I said, I did one college, which was like on their last day of classes. And I'm so, in retrospect, still just thankful my computer lasted through these two shows.
0: So that's virtual.
1: Yeah, I did two virtual shows. Uh, The college was a blast. It was so much fun meeting all the students. And uh, uh, this particular campus was, like, on lockdown pretty hard even still to now. Uh, I know some schools are kind of opening up, but, like, So they just hadn't had a chance to hang out at all, like, even as a group. So they were really enjoying the show just to see, like, other classmates and friends. And then I did another uh, temple show, uh, which was fun. Uh, I didn't have to sit through services this time. (laughs) Virtual uh, again, right? Another virtual, yeah, show. And that was a blast, too. I, you know, I really kind of felt like I was finding my rhythm. And then as soon as I did, you know, all my technology decided to stop working. (laughs) Not mid-show, though. No, 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 no. Later, later, like I said. So... Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where sometimes you wish you could just beat up the technology and, uh, it actually goes into, I, I wasn't meaning to talk about this right away, but there's a, uh, movie on Netflix that I watched this week called, uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Have you heard of this at all? No. It's an animated movie. I think you'll really like it about a family. Uh, Abby Jacobson is kind of the lead, uh, who you might know from Broad City, uh, uh, Danny McBride is the father, um, Maya Rudolph is the mother, and uh, there's an adorable pug, animated pug. <laughs> but uh, You love ba- pugs. I do love pugs. <laughs> but there's a... Um, uh, basically, the story is on a road trip of taking the daughter to college, basically whatever the apple equivalent in this world is they have like assistant called pal rather than siri and it just starts to go bad and overtake so now it's like this whole world of robots are trying to like encapsulate humankind and they're the one family that has to stop them this really disheveled or disorganized family uh you know and have to like kind of dropped their phone so it was it was kind of uh i I was very resonating with that movie especially now in retrospect that i've been fighting with my technology but it's uh it's very fun and i recommend it so that one you might like this is like a rated g family flick type thing yeah it's a family animated film um definitely kind of uh given like sony's given uh pixar a little run for their money these days uh, oh. With some really quality stories, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of heart to it, and uh, it's just mm-hmm. an enjoyable film.
0: Maybe I'll check it out. I usually resist anything, any of the animated stuff, and I know you always
1: oh, fight for a, the great storytelling and tell me how great it is. Yeah, it's a bad uh, stereotype, because I know, you know, uh, there's plenty of adults who are like, oh, animated's for kids. It's like, no, it's like, it's all about the story, and that just happens to be the best medium to tell right. that story sometimes, because... right. Otherwise, what are they gonna make or CGI all these real robots? <laughs> I, don't I mean, you know it's doable. It's doable, <laughs> but there's budgets and things, especially true making this during a pandemic. And I don't know. It's uh, it's really really fun. So I would recommend. It gets it gets a diddle recommendation. We've never said that before, but maybe nope. that's a new segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how it doesn't even have like any sort of cleverness to it. It's just a. Oh, I guess it's like a little recommendation, diddle recommendation. No, that's not what
1: I was going for at all. What were you going for? (laughs) Nothing at all? Nothing at all. (laughs) Got it. Um, Matt, there's uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, um, which is uh, breaking news as of today, as I was running around, um, the Ellen Show is ending its run after next season, uh, which is sad to hear, but... uh, I mean, I just—it was one of those opportunities that Ellen DeGeneres had this amazing talk show that's and it featured so many magic and mentalism acts on it that uh, you know this was a, a career highlight for me that I got to be on that show, and it's—it's uh, it's sad that it's ending.
0: It is very sad. You know how I found out? From me? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was your post that yeah. I saw first. So I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But I, I guess with. Uh, Drew Barrymore coming up with her show, which I think is very, very popular, and obviously Kelly Clarkson has Mm -hmm, hers too. I think mm -hmm. it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's been 19 amazing seasons for Ellen.
1: Yeah, and we talked a little bit about, you know, there was that, you know, kind of backlash last year with the staff and how she kind of uh, treated them and so forth. And I think she was just kind of uh you know reeling from that a bit and then is just excited to like work on other I mean the official announcement was she wants to you know as a creative she felt like she needed another challenge to to work on as well but uh regardless of your feelings of Ellen you can't you know uh at how amazing this run was I mean it really kind of replaced the Oprah show as the daytime talk show yeah that was my point yeah And it's amazing that, you know, again, so much she gave a platform when, you know, magic wasn't as popular as it is right now in this heyday of Mm -hmm. this era. And she was putting it on TV when no one else was really putting on magic. And the Mm -hmm. fact that I mean. That whole story was crazy. I don't know if I told that experience on the podcast before. I think we um, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting a call Friday and then flying out Sunday, filming Monday, and then back Tuesday. Like it was just such a whirlwind of me doing all that. And, uh, you know, I'll still have that clip uh, and that memory. And uh, I was pretty happy and thrilled. I mean, that kind of extended uh, my notoriety after AGT because everyone kind of has that year of, uh, you know, until the next acts come along. And a lot of them, unless you, you know, you win the show, like you, Matt, people uh, forget about the other acts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a really, uh, a nice way to keep that plate spinning, you know, uh, Absolutely. it was a great segment. Yeah. So anyway, uh, well, we, I mean, maybe, maybe there's time for more magic to appear in next season. And, uh, we we'll wish wish going oh, yeah. well. So who knows? Well
0: let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned magic being sort of having almost a a heyday or a golden era now. And it is true. You can turn on the TV and find magic now, which you yeah. didn't used to be able to do. But I was thinking about this the other day. Is is it really more popular now? Maybe, maybe not. There are a ton more channels. Is that part of it?
1: yeah, I mean that's with just with everything. I mean, right. there's so much more niche content. looking at sitcon numbers, you know, back in the when there was three channels that people were watching compared to, you know, so many shows got canceled. Because they had like a million viewers or whatever, and now like they're like a million viewers. Let's do a reboot, you know? Like, right, you know, right, let's right. Bring it yeah. Back. So, <laughs> so everything's kind of been splintered in the television world. Uh, but yeah, you can find I, that. That that's also why I think it's hard now to have like that huge one magic celebrity, of course, right? Of that course, you know, yeah. David Copperfield when he had his specials. To, even before that, Doug Henning, you know, and right. Then, you know, Blackstone. More, more modern, you know, Blaine was able to get his special of Everyone Watch It, you know, and become the superstar. But now it's like everyone kind of has their little special coming out or like their mm-hmm. TV show or... You don't even need TV. You could be a TikTok right. or YouTube. TikTok,
0: Amazon Prime, right. Quibi. I don't know. Maybe Quibi's already gone. Quibi's but you know God. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> <It's
1: totally laughs> But to navigate those fractured, you know, that splintered landscape now, I think it's more about, like you said, that niche audience and finding the pe- your tribe that likes you for what you do, and you get the that loyal following and uh you know podcast tied into that and so forth
0: yeah well it's an impossible question to really answer right here and now without more information but i guess the question is relative to market share is there actually more magic now than there was before i would say probably not
1: i think there is i think we're well, yeah? being featured yeah i think there is interesting yeah, because, again, it was only like, you know, you you know all the world's greatest magic specials. That was the event. And then, right. like, a Copperfield right. special, and that was it. And that's all mm-hmm. people saw on mm-hmm. in the media. I'm sure mm-hmm. the number of performers who are performing magic that were, like, doing live shows that just people didn't see often or in the limelight, I think th- maybe those numbers are comparable. But now maybe. there's just more of a media you know, a uh, spotlight that can be kind of shown in little areas around the media landscape that, you right. know, people are getting more identified because now you're getting shows like AGT, uh, you know, these talk shows are featuring magic a lot more. Um, you know, their own TV specials from, you know, back. Chris Angel's mind freak was like a real series that kind of kicked off a series magic show that hadn't been on for a while. And then like, you know, we're getting like, even today, like, Big Trick Energy is a new show on True TV and uh, you know whatever what other Carbonaro effect you know there's there's like real series of things so like I just feel like there's a lot more that people can access now than you know back in you know even early 90s or so No far. I
0: agree there's more they can access but is it more relative to the size of the market percentage wise You know what I mean you think yes
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole market's kind of grown, and everyone's mm-hmm. still yeah, with just the number of streaming platforms. It's obvious that these networks are just trying to figure out <laughs> how to how to navigate it themselves to figure yeah, out the sure. digital landscape. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. But um, cool, man. It I definitely think it's time. reminds me of the uh, the like the comedy boom in the '80s. Like I feel like we're in a golden age of magic and mentalism. Is that yeah. right? Really? Yeah, I do. I do. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, it's not a bad thing. It's it's one of those things, too. We just happen to be the right age at the right time, and you know? So uh, happy and blessed for that. Hashtag, yeah, absolutely. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Matt, let's, just, let's, let's do, just, do it. Yeah, you ready for your riddle? Diddle me this. Diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! All right, uh, this is uh, sort of appropriate, I guess, compared to what we were talking about with the corporate dinners. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> the big man in the book... Uh, excuse me, I'll start again. The big man in the butcher shop is exactly six foot four inches tall. What does he weigh?
0: The big man in the butcher shop is exactly six foot four
1: inches tall. What does he weigh? Yes. This is a classic riddle. I'm sure many of our listeners have heard this and already know the answer. And I am delighted this is taking you a moment of hesitation
0: to get to the The big man in the butcher shop (laughs) is exactly six foot four inches tall. How much does he weigh?
1: Yeah. While you ponder, I'm going to sip this beer because this is a day that deserves a beer. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: kind of beer you got?
1: Well, I'm a little even ashamed to admit, but it's just I grabbed a, a light beer, a Yingling. Why <laughs> not, is that? A, why is
0: there shame involved in that? Who cares?
1: Uh, it's not the, my regular type of beer I drink. Is that because
0: I it because it's light? Is that why it's like yeah, oh, you're yeah. embarrassed?
1: Yeah, it was just you know it was it was kind of like you a, have to drink a lager. lager. I got well, this is technically a lager. Oh, it is? This I thought is a like, lager was like a Guinness. This is like drinking drinking water. Uh, I, usually <laughs> drink, I usually drink IPAs. Uh, IP, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So
0: it's a little more not a beer snob beer, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. Fair enough. I, and I, can't I think get there might be some weird political things with Yingling. Anyway. Uh. What's the political thing? Oh, they're just based in Pennsylvania, and I think there was, like, you know, whoever was the head of was, like, a Trump supporter or whatever, but I don't know. Oh, is that right? Yeah, something like that. I could have this all wrong. What are facts? It's uh, brewed but- out of Dunder Mifflin.
0: <laughs> is it? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> That's in Pennsylvania, ain't
1: it? Uh, Scranton is. the Dunder Mifflin's the head. Of, the name of the paper company. Isn't that
0: in Pennsylvania? Yeah. It yeah, says so that's, that's also where they brew the beer. For all I we know, I feel
1: like you're delaying because you don't know the answer to this riddle, man. I, I have no idea.
0: 150 pounds.
1: No, remember, this is a riddle, not a trivia question.
0: No, but there has to be an answer.
1: There is an answer. It's 100.
0: Or, or how about this? Not enough information to give the answer. Is that no, the answer? No,
1: that is not an answer. There is an answer. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, a big man, the big man in the butcher shop is exactly six foot four inches tall. Mm-hmm. What does he weigh?
0: Oh, he weighs the uh, the meat. He weighs the meat! <laughs> <laughs> now, why did I get it right away right there?
1: I don't, I don't know. There weren't really clues. You no. just read it again. I read it again almost the exact same way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and I just thought, I, I thought this was going to be spoiled with our talk about steaks uh, <laughs> earlier. That's like, oh, yeah, he's already got meat on the mind. Which is weird, uh, a weird uh, riddle uh, for you, a vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you go to the butcher shop, you go, do you have a veggie option? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into the trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure,
0: trivia, pressure, trivia. Tangentially related to computers.
1: Oh boy, is it! How long does my computer take to get <laughs> fixed? Because I don't even know the answer to that. <laughs>
0: Which email service is owned by Microsoft?
1: Which email service is owned by Microsoft? There's many. There's a few, but I think I know the one that is uh, you're thinking of. Uh, I don't think I need choices, but I'll throw out. First, there's msn.com. You know, you can have an email at msn, but I don't think it's that. I believe part of the Microsoft Office suite, you can actually get Outlook. Is the answer Outlook? It doesn't say
0: Outlook on the (laughs) uh, the source that I'm using.
1: All right. Well, tell me the uh, tell me the choices of what you were you were thinking.
0: (laughs) Okay. The choices are Gmail.
1: Mhm. Mailchimp. Okay. Hotmail? Yeah. AOL. AOL. AOL is Time Warner. Um Gmail is Google. Mailchimp is a like um email marketing, so I don't I wouldn't put that in the same category as the other ones. So uh I'm leaning Hotmail, which I think became, like, an MSN. Um, Like, maybe Microsoft owns MailChimp, but maybe not. I don't know if they bought them or not. I use them for email blasts. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Hotmail. Is it Hotmail? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And then, yes, their, like, application where it kind of gathers the mail's outlook through their – microsoft office nailed it that was the question all right <laughs> uh, well, of course that was the
0: question i mean i didn't even know we were recording a podcast today yeah, i had to I know. pull something <laughs>
1: together <laughs> you were like oh a diddleman can't record i'm off for the day i don't need to come up with a question <laughs> i actually
0: thought it was a pretty good one actually i'm looking at yeah. this uh source of
1: questions. And I feel like that was a pretty good one. That's a fair one. That's a fair yeah, one. I thought so. man anyway. how, how was your Mother's Day? You, that was the day before your birthday, another holiday that happened. Do you anything fun for Mother's Day?
0: No, just mailed a card. Mailed a card and made a couple of
1: phone calls. How about you? Good. Um, I sent uh, my mom some Sherry's Berries, not a sponsor. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some chocolates, so those arrived at her door. And uh, other than that, you know, just had a brunch with my pod, and we had some pancakes and bacon and so forth. And uh, nice, it was pretty chill. Um, I did decide to uh, take a walk over the Triborough Bridge to Randall's Island. And I took like a two-hour walk to a part of New York I had never seen before, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there was a great view over the bridge. Uh, or you see the, the uh, East River uh, and then just kind of uh, Randall's Island is like mostly like sports fields and like playing like picnic areas. And there's like a little like um, nature preserve area and then like a little like psychiatric hospital, which you don't go on those grounds but i walked the whole it was like a long walk for me a solo walk solo walk
0: a nice solo, can i is this a podcast or is this are you just reading off your match.com profile <laughs>
1: can it be both matt <laughs> i like to go for long walks over the bridge <laughs>
0: i enjoy a good solo walk
1: yeah I, very out of character for me well, maybe you
0: should and, do it more. I mean, it's yeah. a nice clear-the-head moment, isn't it?
1: And it was one of those things, too, where, I don't know, I'm just uh, trying to enjoy these, like, spaced-out uh, spaces uh, during this pandemic uh, because there's not a lot of cars on Randall's Island. It's very, very just kind of chill. There's, like, a lot of people running around, like, running and walking, and uh, it's just, uh, but there's a lot of space, too, and it's just, like, quiet and a nice little getaway. If Felt like I was like away from the city, so.
0: Did you have your phone on you?
1: I did have my phone. I was Uh, caught up on some of the podcasts I listened to, which is nice. Are you
0: measuring steps when you do this?
1: No, I realized after the fact that I probably should have like turned on my activity monitor on my watch or something like that because I was curious how far I walked. For two hours, but I
0: was gonna say, what was the length? It was a couple hours. Yeah, at least. Do you make stops along the way? Do you stop and get a drink at the, you know, do you stop at the bodega? What do you do?
1: No, I pretty I stopped at the bodega before. So there's a the, like right where I live. There's a entrance to the pedestrian walkway that goes over the Triborough Bridge, the RFK Bridge, I guess it's called now, but everyone calls it the Triborough Bridge. And then um it goes uh like it's a pretty lengthy walk, and there's like I was surprised like. There's fences for most of it, but in the middle of the bridge, no fence. Like be, there's a little guardrail, but like you get a clear view of the river, and uh, you see the other bridge in the distance. That's the like the railroad bridge. Uh, gorgeous views, and I took my camera with me because I was just like, I want to take some photos, and was able to do a little photography, and you know, Whoa. get a little get a little uh, have my eye on the lookout for some interesting visages is that the word visages I, maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh and um there's a there's like a walking trail biking trail that goes under uh one of the amtrak rails and it's like this weird cool like carved er- like arches and they're just like kind of like an mc escher like they just like disappear off into the distance and uh you know there's some really cool stuff so anyway i, t- I took a walk i'm sore today because <laughs> i didn't- so was this a power walk uh, no, pretty leisurely walk, but I didn't stop walking. Like, I, like, yeah. maybe, yeah, I didn't, like, have any breaks or anything like that. I just was, I, because, uh, again, I was, like, do I just, like, go and sit? I brought some books with me because I wanted to read, but I didn't end up reading. Did you have a book bag or are you carrying, yeah. okay. book bag. Had a couple snacks in there, water bottle. Did you
0: stop and do the snacks?
1: I know, I ate them as I walked.
0: Oh, you did a walk and eat?
1: A walk and eat.
0: Wow. This is very out of character this whole thing for you. I
1: know. I know. I might do this more often. I was just going to go to the park that's like on my side of the bridge, but I was like, "No, I've never walked the bridge before. I'm going to do that." Right. So There you go. That was my big adventure. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um I I see something else on our list. I don't know what this means. What what is negotiations with Brazil?
0: Dude, this is a I don't know if we were going to get into this today or, or next episode, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm happy to dive in. I've been negotiating to get my name, my own name, my name, Matt Franco exists. It's uh as a as an Instagram handle in Brazil. Someone has my name. See, many years ago, I decided my handle would be Matt Franco Magic. Probably Matt Franco may have already been taken. I don't remember Matt right. with one T, mind you. Yeah. So occasionally over the years, I've sent a little note to Matt Franco.
1: This is someone the, who has Matt Franco magic in Brazil. They have
0: Matt Franco. I have oh, Matt Franco okay. magic. okay.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: And I think I have Matt Franco magic probably because someone had Matt Franco. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It was many yeah. years ago.
1: I'm following but now, yeah.
0: Yeah, every so often I've sent a note to Matt Franco on Instagram and said, <laughs> hey, like you down to swap names at some point or, you know, whatever. And I never got a reply. Mm-hmm. And I decided I would give it another go. And I even sent a note, and I used Google Translate to send a note in Spanish, like a month ago.
1: You know, Brazil speaks Portuguese mostly, right? I did not know that.
0: <laughs> I sent a note in Spanish.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're very, they're similar languages. I'm sure they could decipher. <laughs> There's so, probably people who speak both in the in the country. <laughs> so no reply.
0: Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? Let me just throw an e- uh, one more English note in there. So I th- And I offer this time to purchase.
1: Ah, there you go. The handle. Well, na- well now that there's money involved.
0: Immediate reply, yes.
1: Whoa!
0: <laughs> so there's some back and forth. Turns out to be a really nice guy. Some back and forth about how to go about such a thing. I, I, I probably shouldn't even be saying this because technically, Instagram doesn't allow anyone to sell handles. Yeah, yeah. That's not a thing.
1: I don't think Instagram is listening to our podcast. I hope not. <laughs> um, Unless that's the reason you're getting your reels bumped up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we had a uh, conversation back and forth and eventually um, agreed upon a fee. Oh. But, now, I mean, it's – you know ahead.
1: Do you know if this is someone who, like, specifically hat, like bought – or, or or squatted Matt Franco for this opportunity like they were like oh i'm going to buy you know how people do that with domains as soon as you say a domain, someone goes and buys it no it's it. their name it's their actual name it's okay. their name oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah um it's not matthew though it's like um mateus i don't know how you pronounce it it's m a t e u s i believe Matthias, matthias mateus maybe mateus? mateus yeah i don't know
1: i'm not sure like but a um, random guess on my part mateus but, uh, sounds kind of good now, have they been getting like the uh, residual fr- fame and attention from you, like being a Matt Franco? So, like people contacting them, they're like I love your magic, like you're so cool, like I'm coming to your Vegas show. Have you talked about that at all with them?
0: <laughs> we don't look alike, so I don't think there has been. It's not to my knowledge, <laughs> but there like, hasn't been any confusion. If
1: someone's just sh- searching by the handle, though. I, I still don't think someone's okay. ending
0: up there. Okay. I think there are plenty of other, like, handles actually pretending to be me <laughs> that would, that you would mistake for me instead of that one.
1: <laughs> this is very similar to, like, there was a Facebook page where someone, it wasn't their actual, like, name, but mm-hmm. they basically, uh, some it was like an African country, a, an account from there that had um, – eric diddleman as their name and i was like that is not your real name <laughs> that's just you took my name and put that as uh, was it really and, not their name no it clearly wasn't wow <laughs> i believe we are the only like my family is the only diddleman's especially Ever. spelled that way in the world right. that i know right.
0: of <laughs> right right i wonder yeah it's cool to have a unique name like that right Franco, Which I do not.
1: There's lots of francos.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it could be Italian, it could be Spanish, it could be a lot of different things. And, you yeah. know, so it's a little bit more common. Um, so, anyway, there was a fee agreed upon. Then you have to go through the whole thing of how do you go about it? Like, do they switch the name first? Do you pay first? So, we came up with a little plan on how to go about it. A Venmo doesn't exist in Brazil, so we did a little PayPal type thing.
1: Sure. Friends and family, pay the friends and family fee.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, so right now, currently, Matt Franco, the name, is in purgatory. Oh. So Matt (laughs) was kind enough to change it for me, and now it's just floating in purgatory until it can be claimed. So Instagram is aware. We're in the process of the changeover, but I think it's going to take another week or two to, to get it all worked out.
1: Now, this podcast is going to come out. Is someone able to claim the Purgatory Man Franco account well, no, in the meantime?
0: Hence it being in Purgatory, it oh, can't be okay. claimed.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, <laughs> hence So it's the, protected. You're allowed to talk about this because-
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, at the moment, no one can claim it, including myself. <laughs> okay. I think maybe the only person who could claim it is the person who Mm -hmm. had it before.
1: And is he just going to go with his full name as his account?
0: You know what's interesting? He just put an O in front of it. Oh. Now, what does that mean?
1: Like a zero or an O? No,
0: I believe it's an actual O, like the letter O. But I think it means something because I saw other people in Brazil put an O in front of their name. Oh. So Maybe what is it's it? oh. like short for uh,
1: like OG, like original. Original. <laughs> <laughs> this is the original Matt Franco account. Uh, <laughs> all other Matt Francos are imposters. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but anyway, he's you know uh, I'm I'm at his mercy right now because I believe he technically could just change back at any moment. There you go. But wow. like I said, you know, I think he's—I—I uh, I do think he's a stand-up guy. Not just because he, we have the same name, so we're kind of like brothers in a way. But uh, just just chatting via DM, he seemed like a a really good guy. So I think uh, I think we're gonna be okay here. But we'll see. So you know, to to be determined on how it all finally pans out. But that's uh, that's the direction we're going in on that. And it's been an interesting sort of tricky uh, situation to navigate. But finally, I'm making some progress. Wow,
1: there you That's go. Fun. There you go. What
0: do you have an underscore or is it just e diddleman?
1: Just e diddleman on all my accounts. I do have like a couple at Diddleman accounts too that I just claimed, but everyone yeah. knows me on my my official ones are e diddleman. Well, and, it doesn't matter if yeah. you change it. you know, even AGT
0: changed their handle.
1: No, oh, I didn't even know that.
0: Well, uh- when you and I were on, they had yeah. a handle when you
1: were on, right? Yeah, uh, they they were just getting into Twitter because we had a whole like <laughs> back and forth about me including social media, and then the next year they were like all about social media, <laughs>
0: right? Um, it it was at NBC A G T back then. Now it's yeah. just at AGT. So you know if they can make the switch, anyone can make the switch. But let me ask you this: mm. No, you do you not do, you don't desire to have the at Eric Diddleman?
1: No just e-dittleman, because it could be short for electronic diddleman <laughs> that's a good thing no I don't know <laughs> like like it's my e version of myself oh like email yeah e diddleman yeah it's... there you go I never thought of it that way uh, I don't think I did either but uh, mm-hmm. but here we are on a podcast
0: I think you should claim the Eric Diddleman as well no
1: I mean most people just call me by my last name anyway so
0: yeah and you already have the diddleman
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, but it is my family's name, so I mean, like, I know there's other Diddlemans that have their, you know, accounts that have. Now
0: Sharon Osborne was a big proponent for you to go by just Diddleman.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, all of them wanted to, but I mean, people just call me that anyway. But you really you ignored
0: that. You never used the stage name just Diddleman after that was uh, a national television um, suggested.
1: No, it's just something natural that comes up anyway as a nickname. So it's like not like I was gonna, you know, <laughs> force a nickname on people to call me that. So uh, right. Plus, there's other diddlemans in my family, and I don't want to just take their identity away either. <laughs> well, they're not they're not performers, though. Has uh, some maybe.
0: May- what does that mean? Maybe.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, from you know, performing in small. Uh, situations I mean I come from a performing family that did all community theater and such
0: yeah but they can go by let's say their name is Danielle they can go by Danielle Dittleman which is is good alliteration there is no
1: Danielle Dittleman that I know of in my
0: (laughs) well just a hypothetical and then you can be Dittleman they they don't lose their identity they just add the first name is what I'm saying
1: no I mean no so it's a respect (laughs) thing sure yeah alright
0: yeah why not why not
1: That's fair, <laughs> but speaking of names, uh, I got to bring up a name because I was on another <laughs> podcast uh, this past week. Uh, our, uh, uh, one of our few guests thus far, which by the way, we should get some more guests on. Um, Michael Kent, if you remember that episode when we had him on, he um, he uh, he has a new podcast. Well, it's it's the same podcast he's been doing. I should really look up the the exact name so I get it get it right. But uh, uh, Michael Kent's podcast was used to be called tell me what to google it is now called the internet says it's true and i was on that version he had me on as a like a henson expert although i'm mostly just like a fan of the muppets and i don't know everything henson and he did a, um a story about uh big bird was going to be on the challenger that terrible disaster the uh, the spaceship uh, but uh, was kind of quizzing me about it and had some questions. I had no idea what the article was about. Uh, but um, the, uh, the, the 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 there was a kind of a bet whether or not I would get the question right or wrong. There was like stakes. Uh, and one of the things I got wrong, I had to plug his podcast. So I think I'm doing that right now on our nice. podcast. Uh, again, that's the internet says it's true. I'm double checking that. Internet says. It's true. Yes. The Internet says it's true with Michael Kent. So wherever you're listening to this, go listen to that episode. You can hear me kind of stumble around. I did get another question right where I forced him to say a phrase of my choosing in his next episode. And he had I would have had to done the same if I got it wrong. Uh, But luckily I got the question right. Uh, But I forced him. He's got to say the phrase porpoises undulating wildly at some point. You know how you just casually throw that in. Uh, so uh, anything listen,
0: that involves undulating porpoises I'm in
1: yeah so he's going to work that in somehow into his next episode so listen to the episode I'm on and the following one to see if he uh, follows through with his end of the bargain like I'm doing here on our podcast
0: I like it I like fair? it if you did it, I do fair. it okay did we do did did the plug we did the you plug. did the plug <laughs> if you would call our podcast a dialogue yes when there's a guest on and there are three of us What would you then call it instead of dialogue?
1: Clearly a trialogue.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is that right? I learned that word today.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's a real word. No, it doesn't sound like it's a real world. (laughs) You could have a dialogue between many people, I think is the assumed definition. But die meaning two and try meaning three, I could see. So what would four people be then, Matt?
0: Quadologue. (laughs) I don't like any of these terms. No? (laughs) Hey, are you going to get anything for your birthday? you asking for anything
1: i haven't thought of anything to do for my birthday i'm open Mm -hmm. to suggestions i want to just do something i want to get out like i've been just trying to like as the world is opening up i want to go and like do things so Mm -hmm. uh whatever that could be i know there's shows starting to open up in new york um and like maybe like some outdoor exhibits so i don't know i haven't really thought about what i'm gonna do for my birthday at all yet i got juggling clubs
0: for me or for you?
1: You you bought juggling. I
0: received. Juggling... I received them
1: for your birthday.
0: For the birthday. Amazing. Are you gonna learn to juggle? I asked for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, is, I asked are, for juggling clubs. You're like you were like magic is wasn't good enough. I also
0: need to know how to juggle now. I am obsessed with learning pointless tasks. <laughs> And juggling is the next one. I've, I've been able to juggle balls for a number of years. I've always wanted the clubs. I uh, practiced with a friend's clubs recently and picked it up rather quickly. I'm not good at it, but I was able to kind of fudge my way through it for a few seconds and now I've got my own set.
1: Um, I don't like how you've been hanging out with all these uh, circus friends of yours in Vegas and I feel yeah. like it's been rubbing off on you in weird <laughs> ways and now you have juggling clubs. <laughs> I do.
0: I, hey, I've been juggling for years, man. I'm just, you know, not in front of people.
1: <laughs> Is it going to be in the show eventually? Did I don't you get think it good so. Up? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't plan trick. on it. Okay.
0: I, I don't plan on it, but it really feels good to get those clubs up in the air, but they hurt, man. I don't know if it's just because like, I have like a beginner set that's like, I don't know, or if I just don't know what I'm doing, but I'm getting smashed in the thumbs and the fingers and breaking nails. I mean, I know I sound wow. like... Wow. I know I sound like, you know, I'm being... Um, you know a little bit of a wuss about it but i gotta protect the hands and it hurts sometimes with these clubs they're pretty heavy
1: i was just hanging out with my uh, our mutual juggling friend who you've never met marcus Monroe.
0: (laughs) i saw the picture you posted of
1: you guys (laughs) so maybe he could give you some tips once you finally meet him and becomes a best friend of yours too (laughs) is he is he good at clubs yeah he does a lot of yeah he does club all sorts of juggling
0: I'm like so tempted to call every juggler I know and start asking questions because like I just don't I've never watched an instructional anything on juggling. I, did, I think I learned it from a book as a kid.
1: You have also got a uh, famous magician and juggler Penn Jillette in your t- home in your hometown right now and maybe you could pass some clubs with pen.
0: Let's, yeah, see, that's the thing. I've never even thought about passing clubs, which is what you do it <laughs> with each other. But it seems like, because I've seen a couple of the juggling books on Google today, it's like a lot of them are like juggling clubs and passing. It always seems to go in yeah. tandem.
1: Yeah.
0: um And Charlie Fry.
1: Yep, Charlie Fry.
0: I mean, talk about a talented juggler. Holy Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm sure anyway, we'll have I'm some like, tips. Michael Goodell. I mean, there's Goodell. a lot of jugglers. <laughs>
1: vegas seems to attract some jugglers It seem like all the variety mm-hmm. are it's all your like i said your circus folk uh, <laughs> so. yeah right right
0: <laughs> um so anyway i don't know i don't know what i'm doing but i i'm enjoying uh picking up the clubs every uh you know once a day just to mess around a little bit maybe i'll even squeeze that into being my goal
1: there you go that's pretty good <laughs> that's a good transition too because i was gonna say the only things I'm juggling are all this computer problems that I'm yeah. trying to deal with. Yeah. And that's you're, enough for me. <laughs> can I tell you
0: what your goal is this week? Yeah. To <laughs> not <laughs> squeeze your dongle in your laptop that you're trying to return. <laughs>
1: I don't like the phrase, squeeze your dongle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On the contrary, I love the phrase, squeeze your dongle. No, I don't like squeeze your dongle. I like don't squeeze your dongle.
1: (laughs) Don't squeeze your dongle might be the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) As it should be. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be my goal, is not to break the computer I'm currently using to replace the, the broken computer until I can get that fixed. Uh, so all the other stuff I was working on that requires like a computer and like graphics and stuff from my hard drive, uh, that's going to be put on hold, like the websites that I was Mm -hmm. working on and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's just, uh, just to survive these next couple of weeks with my temporary computer. That's my goal. So I didn't finish my other goals, but I think I can finish this one.
0: I think the title is either squeeze your dongle or don't squeeze your dongle or pimp my computer because that might be a huge hit on Quibi's uh, reincarnation, yes. which is probably just around the corner.
1: On the, on the, yeah, on the defunct
0: platform of Quibi. <laughs> and see, they wouldn't be defunct if they had content like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. that was the one thing they were holding on for. Uh, you were uh, wanted another strong week of shows. That seems like you accomplished that? Definitely.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And that's a thanks to my awesome team and audiences. It has just been oh, it's just been a whole blast. It's a whole new vibe at the show and backstage. and I just feel so great about it there's There's little chanting happening on happening backstage before we go on. Everybody, have a great show. Have a great show. It's like it's more like being part of a cheerleading squad than uh, a solo performer.
1: Great. So, what? So, and then this week you're going to be working on juggling. That's your goal. Uh, Yeah,
0: I think so. (laughs) Juggling clubs specifically.
1: Juggling clubs.
0: I have a red one, a black one, and a white one. Three different colors, the colors of playing cards.
1: So nerdy. You're so into playing cards.
0: (laughs) Tiana picked them out.
1: Uh, there you go. There you go. I'm wondering if uh, if we do a title of the episode, the number of times we said "Don't squeeze your dongle" if we have to add the explicit tag again. <laughs> 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 this was uh, the last episode was our first time we had an explicit tag, and it actually took a little longer for Apple Podcast to like load. Is our, that so, why? So if you, I don't know if that was the reason, but it oh. was up on all the other platforms. But if you had a delay, it was you know it was not our fault. It was on the Apple platform. Uh, and, and also, uh, as a heads up of just me, since I've upgraded the Apple podcast app, uh, I know a lot of people have run into like just that, that apparently there's issues with that. So uh, again, it's not our fault. A lot of stuff going on with Apple. So if you're, you know, like, there's like it's impossible to like delete episodes. You can only mark them as played now. Like they changed their whole interface for the, mm. the podcast app. So uh, just know that we are uh, struggling as well as uh, podcast listener users who use that app. So if you're running into troubles, I'm sure uh, hopefully Apple will fix all that soon. And, uh, But in the meantime, you can get in touch with us. You can uh, follow us on the socials, uh, depending on where Matt uh, got his from, if he got it from Brazil or not. Uh, but you can follow this podcast social at MindMagicPod uh, anywhere you are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Do we have a TikTok? I still don't know. Oh, or you can email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. And send us uh, an email that we could read on the podcast. Uh, But in the meantime, um, I've got a couple live shows here and there. Uh, Matt, they can still see you live in Las Vegas. Hey! And uh, go to Matt's website or Ticketmaster to purchase tickets to see him at the link. And I might be doing the same and maybe come see you soon. That would be fun. Uh, But – I think we survived. I'm just happy we survived this episode, Matt. It happened. I can't it believe happened. we're even
0: having an episode today. I thought we were going to miss this whole week. So,
1: yeah. Thanks for figuring it out, man. We're figuring it out. And uh, we're thankful that you're here listening to us, as always. But uh, until next time, I'll talk to you later, Matt.
0: See ya.